0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Marriott Travelers Behind the Design. This is your host, Hannah Wiest, and we are talking with another one of our fabulous designers of the Lido House in Newport Beach, one of our newest hotels, and each designer worked on a cottage, and we have the opportunity to talk to Erica Bryan today, who's going to tell us how to create a space that feels like a vacation, even if you're not on vacation. I have the great privilege of working with and talking to you about her experience with Lido House. Um, So Erica, can you tell us just a little bit about yourself and your experience and um, how you got involved in the project?
1: Sure. Um, My name is Erica Bryan and my company is Erica Bryan Design. Um, I'm a local Newport Beach designer and I was actually born and raised here. So I've been working here pretty much ever since I started my company. Um, I got involved I got a call through a girl named Allie Grosslight who um, I think who gave um, the Lido House my phone number and we came down and did an interview and talked to them a little bit about who we were and what we did and um, they ended up picking us to work on it so we've been working on it ever since and got to work on the whole thing it was kind of exciting because I had never done anything like this before so it was a whole new experience and I was just really excited to be a part of it.
0: Yeah, so I think one thing that's really interesting about the Lido house is you're kind of combining this, you know, your standard hotel with also kind of a vacation home feel. So how did you, as you were working on your design, how did you consider the hotel as well as your cottage? Or did you think about how the hotel was going to play a role with the cottage? Or did you design it as if it was kind of its own? How, How did that play a role?
1: Well, in some of our meetings that we had is like in groups and with the PR, um, there definitely was a lot of stuff being told to us about kind of what they were expecting, the design, the feel, and definitely what Bob wanted and wanted it to be like. So I tried to work along some of those lines as of colors and the feel that Bob wanted to make sure that I was including that, incorporating it so that there was some flow. Um, so, yes, I did think about that. I did make it my own. But I also wanted it to feel the way that he needed, which I thought was a great way because he wanted it to feel Hampton slash Newport Beach. So I definitely designed around that, too.
0: That's awesome. So can you tell us a little bit about the house that you designed and the amenities or what makes your your particular cottage special? Sure. Um, So I kind of designed
1: my house to be. Comfortable and fun with a little bit of a bold punch. Um, I really love to use punches of color and I like things to be a little bit different than the everyday norm. I think it's fun to walk in somewhere and say, hey, wow, where is that from? And I definitely think a place like this, you can be a teeny bit more bold since it's not where someone lives every single second in every single day of their life. And it's great to have conversation pieces. Um, so I combined it to be kind of clean and light and white. But I also put big punches of colors such as blues. Um, I used bright orange on some of the beds. And I wanted to give it to that Newport Beach vibe, but with a funky, fun little edge on it.
0: That's really cool. So you said uh, you mentioned that you wanted it to be a little different than a home. If you were to have designed it for a residential project instead of the hotel, how would that have changed your kind of aesthetic point and point of view?
1: You know, I might have not done crazy striped wallpaper with bright orange. I might have calmed down other parts of it. Um I also would have to be really worried about what clients liked. And a lot of times when you're working with certain clients, they have a lot of rules and they get really afraid of things. Um and I understand that because it's very hard for them to see how it's gonna come out, but we can see it in our heads. So sometimes I would have maybe taken my approach down a little bit, just knowing that everyday life, somebody may have not been comfortable with that much of a punch in, like, say, the guest bedroom. But um there at the hotel, I, I know it's going to look great, and I feel very confident in what I'm doing, and I always feel very comfortable with it. So I wasn't afraid to take a little bit more of an edge there on maybe my everyday design.
0: Yeah, makes sense. So how do you get your clients to maybe consider thinking more of being on the edge with color or is that your aesthetic are you into color are you more neutral no i actually love
1: color i i love punches of color i like things to be simple but with definitely striking things that you see i like people not to be afraid to just go for it um I get my clients to do it probably, I'll be honest, it's a lot easier now since I've done a lot of houses and people see my work and they can understand it and see where it's coming from. I mean, maybe in the beginning of my career, it was a little harder because, you know, there's not as much to show of what you've done. But I just try to get people to trust me and understand that's why they hired me. And they've obviously everything we have is off referral. So obviously people have seen my work. Um, so I think as you get older and people respect you a little more for all the things that you've done, they start to trust you more. So it does become easier for all those designers out there that are trying to get there. It does take a little bit, you know, you got to work hard to get where you want to be.
0: So what would you say is the craziest color that you've put in, or maybe not crazy is the best word, but boldest color that you've ever put in a project and how was it received, I guess?
1: Oh, I've pretty much used almost every bright color. I really like kind of bright colors. That's what grabs my attention. I've definitely used neons in kids rooms and crazy wild pillows. And I've definitely done, I I just did two houses and they haven't been photographed, but we did graffiti wallpaper. So I definitely have some crazy bold stuff, but 99% of the time people have been really happy and it's, it's fun. It's, it's nice to be able to hire somebody and spend the money and have them come and go, wow, where'd you get that? Where you know what is that because I feel like sometimes a lot of people do the same thing over and over um especially kind of where we live and I think it's neat I don't want my house to look like anybody else's I don't want them to hire me and they go over to their neighbors and they see the same thing so I think it's really important to put a little twist in each make each person's home their own and I don't want you to be able to walk in and go oh you got that at restoration hardware or you bought this here I want people to walk in and be like, where did you get that? That's so fun. And people when they leave there to be thinking about it and opening up and expanding their mind of what they could do next with their home to make it different and more to suit them.
0: Yeah, I like that. I think that sometimes for some reason people get caught up in furniture and design looking so similar, but yet we all pretty much dress differently and do a lot of things differently. But for some reason people can get really stuck on design being similar. I so agree. So what yeah what so what kind of pieces or things do you include in a space that makes it that kind of gives it that unique feel that's different than just your your neighbor next door?
1: well, first of all, like I said, not being afraid of color um don't be afraid to like layer and texture things and use different materials and depths um I feel like a lot of people get caught up in everything needing to be so perfectly matchy matchy but um, wallpaper has become so amazing and there's so many different textures and styles, and there's so many different patterns these days. Wallpaper can do so much to a room. So I feel like to use wallpaper, I also feel like that people need to really realize that they can do so much with art and that art does not need to match, you know, and to collect it and go different places and have it mean something to you. So you could do an all-white room and have crazy wild art. I think that textures on fabrics these days there's so many amazing choices so i feel like to people not just to be okay to layer and throw things in there and and try it and not be afraid that it doesn't look like exactly what you've seen that's supposed to be popular and to trust your own instincts a little bit and just go for it
0: definitely i love that you said not everything has to match because i think some people get stuck in that matching you know i can see in my parents bedroom growing up like that iconic bedroom set the (laughs) the dresser the bedroom or the bed and the nightstand and everything matches so how do you kind of get people out of that that comfort of matching because I think matching people probably do it because it's easy um it doesn't require a lot of extra steps to figure out what things go together how do you kind of train people to know what goes together if it's not the same set or anything um I just try to explain to them like the best way I can do it is Sometimes like, you
1: know, like when you look at cars all over the world, there's so many beautiful cars and there's leathers and there's metal and there's woods inside and they have all these different designs and you can look at it and all the elements go together. And I think the person that probably did it the first, the best was Ralph Lauren, because he was the first person I think to be like stripes, flowers, you know? So I think it's, I tell people like, it's okay that everything isn't perfect and geometrics and flowers and stripes they can all go together and we try to lay it you know we do do presentations and we lay it out and they can see little pieces of it and you know these days the computers are so great you can basically show them what the room's going to look like so I think that is super helpful for them to be able to come in and walk in and go oh okay you know that fabric goes there and you put it all together for them so I think it's just like you say with the clothes, you know, we all try to have our own little style and sometimes you wear leather and you wear all these different materials mixed together and it looks great. So it's kind of the same thing. It's just, you have to do it right. And that's kind of how we, I always tell them, you know, you're hiring me to guide you. So um, most of the time, I think they end up getting it once we lay it out for them.
0: So in your experience, have you ever worked with clients who have maybe taken some creative liberties when it comes to, mixing patterns like is there a way to do it that messes it up or is it kind of anything goes
1: no definitely you can mess it up (laughs) i think that it takes like a little while to understand um i feel like definitely people sometimes you really do have to like guide them or they don't have the same taste as you and you have to do the best to your ability to make them understand it but you also want them to feel comfortable in their own home and some things make them happy that might not make you happy. So it's sometimes just compromising a little bit here and there, but I'm always very upfront. And the right way to do it is I think just don't use too much of one thing. Um, so if you have a stripe, maybe add a flower or a geometric. Don't use like a stripe on a stripe and a flower on a flower. You know, I think people kind of maybe go too crazy, but to, to mix up things and, and look at the patterns and make sure that you're using a little bit of everything. Um, When it comes to patterns, you know, you don't want to use five stripes. So, you know, know you used a stripe and then maybe go on to the next thing. So I think that's a good way to do it. And and things like hows these days is so helpful for people because I feel like there's so many photos out there and to find something you like and maybe mimic little things from each photo or try to, you know, if you're not having someone help you find what you like and try to pull from those ideas of what someone else has already done.
0: Absolutely. Thank heaven for Pinterest. How did we live without it? Yeah. <laughs> so, that actually is a good lead in to my next question, which is what uh, tips do you have for people who maybe can't afford an interior designer but want to still have a kind of cohesive designed look in their space? Are there any tips that you can give how to kind of achieve that? Sure. There's some really well priced stores
1: out there these days. And I feel like, like I said, if you were to go onto a Pinterest or a house, you can go in and find the things that you need and maybe Google things on a less more that are less expensive. I mean stores like West Elm do such a nice job of getting a product out there that's better and learning where the products are that you can buy um, and copy but yes, I definitely think that there's many many things out there that you can do on a budget It just takes a little bit more research and time but house has almost everything listed these days of where it is and where it's from. So I think that's great. And same with Pinterest. You can learn a lot on there, just like you said. I think that's a perfect way to go about it.
0: Absolutely. So on the topic of Pinterest, what is your most favorite current design trend that you're kind of seeing pop up? I have
1: noticed that, you know, I feel like it was everything was so white and light. I have really felt like in the last year, I've been working on a lot of houses using a lot of black, a lot of brass. Brass Brasses come way back. Um, Definitely using tons of wallpapers. And I really, really feel like, you know, kind of the middle color wood, light woods, oaks, light oaks. And what's so nice about oak is it can be stained so many different ways. So those are some of the trends that I have really, really been seeing and a lot more, a little bit more minimalist and clean. Um, I feel like people's houses have calmed down and become a little bit more casual and relaxed versus being so
0: fancy or eclectic so is there a trend that you've seen that you just really don't like at all that you kind of discourage people from being involved in uh there's not things i don't like there are
1: things that i see out there that i think are not going to last or work as well as people think or i also just sometimes try to get my clients to stay away from things that are really really trendy because I don't like to see them spend a bunch of money and then put something, let's just say a tile that's super trendy, that's going to be done in like two years because every single person's doing right. it. So I do try to have them avoid that a little bit because like, right, like for example, what's so trendy right now is the cement tiles, um, which is great and they're really cool and I love them, but I feel like that they are so trendy and that everyone's doing them that maybe in a couple years people will wish they didn't do it all over their whole house. So I try to get people to do things, you know, not not do it everywhere. Um, And the other thing about sometimes like those cement tiles is they really, really, really collect dirt because they're so porous. Mm -hmm. So they're really hard to keep clean. So that's been a big problem with some of the people I know that have, you know, installed them. So, but they're very cool and they're amazing and they're (laughs) well-priced. I
0: like that you brought up that they don't stay clean because I think some, I've been in rooms that are designed before where you can tell the designer thought a lot about the aesthetic and not as much about the practicality. So how do you kind Mm -hmm. of balance the two so that you still get spaces that are pretty without, you know, having porous issues with tile or what have you?
1: It's been a learning process um, through the last quite a few years there i'm learning every single day like everyone but i have definitely i have definitely thought about and tried to do that especially people with children and i know it's really hard and people that are busy are working and have lots of kids to keep things clean we definitely have moved like such as slabs and stuff there's a thing called neolith which is basically like a silas stone or a caesar stone they've gotten so good at reproducing these things so we do try to use things like that in areas like kitchens so that we know that it's going to be easy for somebody from day to day um we definitely try to put more expensive and really high-end tiles in areas that maybe wouldn't be used every single second and asking a lot of questions and trying to represent our client in both ways, like you say, because even when they're really, really happy and everything looks amazingly beautiful after living there for a few months, people will get upset if you put things in that are very, very hard to deal with. So we we always try to be super upfront and there are certain areas that clients are okay with that. And depending on the family and the situations, it's definitely important though. And we, as a designer, I feel like it is your responsibility to educate people on what is going to be hard for them to deal with. So that has definitely been something that we have gotten better at out in as we get older and learn more and more about products.
0: So how do you do that in for Lido house for a hotel where you don't necessarily know how people are going to want to use the space? Um. So we,
1: we try to, I, and I, we tried to pick a floor that was like a neutral color and had some, you know, an oak that, could take a little bit of a beating instead of something that would be, for instance, like a shiny floor or something that had a coating on it. So that was something we consider was the floor being durable. Um, We used mostly sila and Caesar stones in the, um, on all the countertops so that it would be durable for that. Um, In like, say for the guest room, I tried to pick a bed that had color in it. So for kids playing in hands, Getting dirty, we definitely pick things like that. We put like a very fun backsplash that was more expensive and harder to take care of in the kitchen, but it's that's not a place that people are going to cook all the time. So you know, we ch- we definitely tried to choose our area, um, and use things that would be a little bit more durable because of something like that.
0: Definitely makes sense. Okay, I have just a couple more questions. One question I wanted to ask you is there a piece in the cottage that you designed that is your absolute favorite. That's kind of a talking point for the house. Um, I really, really i
1: I mean, there's a lot of points in there. I like I, but I love the guest bedroom because I felt that it was a smaller space. And I mean, I'm sorry, the master bedroom. I love the big canopy bed. I feel like the room is very, very tranquil and soft and relaxing. And it makes me feel like I'm on vacation when I was in there. So I love the master. We did this really, really soft blue Philip Jeffries wallpaper that kind of reminded me of water. And we did this big canopy bed and the rest of the room is pretty clean and natural. Um, I just like that room because I feel like when you're on vacation that you want to feel relaxed and you want to feel comfort. So I thought that was a great place. And then I really, really liked the upstairs office area in ours. Um, The thing I liked about it is I do, I am a person that does work all the time, even when I'm on vacation with my family. So I thought it was so nice for somebody that would be working to be able to go all the way up to the rooftop deck, but it was still enclosed if he needed to get up at five in the morning or be working or get away from the family noise. Um, I really liked that our cottage had that because for someone like me, when I was traveling, that would be absolutely amazing to be able to have my own space, even if I needed it for an hour a day. And there's the opening on both sides to go outside and go out to the patio and you can sit up there too. So I really like that spot just for it working for me as a human and a person that needs the time alone.
0: Yeah. That sounds so nice. Now I want to go on vacation (laughs) and go hang out there on a canopy bed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me too. Um, Last thought for you. Do you have any recommendations for how to create a relaxing space? I'm just thinking that you know, why limit relaxing spaces to vacation only? We should probably have homes that feel relatively relaxing, hopefully. Any tips or thoughts on that?
1: Sure. Well, I think the first thing to ever create like a really relaxing space is try to make it in a spot where there's not a lot of sound of outside everyday noise and also to have music available to you of your choice that you can turn on because I feel like music can change the mode of anything whether you know something more soft or whatever it is that makes you comfortable music can be a vibe for everything um and definitely to make things comfortable and have an area where you can feel comfort feel relaxed and to use tranquil colors such as soft blues and sea foams and whites and things that make you feel like you might be in a spa or on vacation and then probably to have a nice smelling candle or something that gives you also just that really nice feeling, whether it
0: is a smell of Hawaii or whatever you want it to be. Gotta love those good candles. I feel like the smell makes such a big difference in a space. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. This has been really interesting. And I know I have some good tips to take home on how to make my space more relaxing. So I'm excited to try those out.
1: Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Thank you so much. And it's been an amazing experience and I felt very lucky to be involved. So thank you so much.
0: Uh, do you want to, uh, before we go, do you have an Instagram or um, other social media handles you want to tell our followers about so they can see some of the work that you've done? Oh, sure.
1: Yeah, I'm, um, I'm just Erica Bryan Design and my um, website is just EricaBrianDesign.com.
0: Perfect. That's awesome. Well, thank you.
1: And we love being on Instagram and it's super fun. So hopefully you'll you'll follow us.
0: Absolutely. We'll look forward to it. Okay. Have a beautiful day. Thank you so much. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And on that note, I am off to go and make a more relaxing space for myself because I can't get to Lido House at the moment. So thank you for joining us for another episode of Behind the Design. I'm your host, Hannah Wiest. For more Marriott Traveler podcasts, visit us at traveler.marriott.com. You can also find us on Instagram at Marriott Traveler or is it mtraveler? Google it. (laughs) You can also find us pretty much anywhere you look on iTunes, Spotify, and where you get all of your podcasts. Thanks for joining us.